Hi, welcome to Reverse Sequels. My name is Ellie, and with me, as always, is... Patrick. And on today's podcast, mini episode 17, The Antissa... That's right. I like your little Rocky Horror Picture Show Nod styling in reference. there. Yeah. Well, I thought this would be a fitting topic because, as our listeners know, as you know, the anticipation has been killing me for Croods 2. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I don't even know that it'll be a good movie, but the fact that we put it on our list three now, four years ago, it's just been building because we created a master list of movies and sequels so we could choose from and try to hit all genres. Right. We've never done an animated movie. That's right. Yeah. Unless you count Pupstar. The, only the mouths were animated, so <laughs> I don't count it. Or Christmas Chronicles. I guess it did have animated elves kind of, but this is pure. Start to finish animation. I keep wanting to do B-Movie 2, but you keep telling me there isn't one. Right. There wasn't a Croods 2 either when you put it on the list. (laughs) You told me there was, and and I think it had just been delayed. So That's the thing. The movie gets bumped. The movie gets delayed. It creates more anticipation. It's been building and building. The reason I wanted to watch the Croods was I had heard two things. And correct me if I'm wrong. One, Nicolas Cage did the voice of one of the characters. That is all I know as well. And, and that's, so that's true? That's all you need. We'll find out. We've also never done a Nicolas Cage movie on reverse sequels, even though he's one of our favorite actors. Which is incredible. And I like, you know, human prehistory. <laughs> that's true. So, it ticks all the boxes for you. I am really, I have high hopes. What do you think is the most you've ever anticipated a movie? Like the most excited you've ever been? For a movie to be released? Yeah. Crude's two aside. I actually know, and I'm sad about it. What? What is it? And I'll give you the reason why. Okay. <laughs> South Park. Which one? Bigger, Big, longer, longer uncut? uncut? Yeah. Okay, why are you sad about it? Only because it was being released the weekend, the week I turned 18. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see it, because it was re- rated, what, triple X or something? I think it was like NC-17. Or if it wasn't, if it wasn't NC-17, it was like somehow the theaters got the memo, don't let kids into this. And this was right when that NC-17 rating had hit. And so movie theaters, it was brand new. And I know the release date was June 30th. And it was released the week of my birthday. So I went with a friend. And here's the thing. The friend and I, our birthdays were back to back. We go up to the ticket counter. I was age appropriate. My friend wasn't. They wouldn't let him in till the next day. So you didn't get to see the movie? You didn't go see it without him? Um, I don't know if we begged or snuck in or what, <laughs> but we did end up getting in. But I just remember we had waited what felt like 17 <laughs> years to see this movie. So there was a lot of anticipation around that or the anticipation of... Seeing a movie that um you were old bad. enough to see. Yeah. I remember having to wait to rent the movie Kids yeah. from the video store. So when you saw South Park, did it live up to your expectations? Well, yeah. I mean, 
I think South Park is great. So it's so funny you mentioned that. I also have a South Park story. So I went to see it the day it came out too, but I'm sorry to do this in front of our listeners, but I am a couple months younger than you. So I was not of age at the time. Wow. And so I'm sorry. Wow. Sorry to put you out, put your business out there like that. But I was a couple of months away from turning whatever it was, 17, to see the movie. And my mom had dropped me off. I remember this so well. She dropped me off. I went to the ticket booth to get my ticket. They were like, I don't even think I had an ID. They're like, where's your ID? And I'm like, I'm 17. I ran through the parking lot after my mom and had to like bang on the glass to get her to stop. Luckily, my mom's a slow driver in parking lots. And uh, <laughs> as she should be. And she came back and she bought the ticket for me and I went and saw the movie. But I almost missed it. Why was there such a buildup? It had to have been the rating. It had to have been the newness, our coming of age. But And I think the fact that it was a cartoon, so they probably told people, like, kids are going to try to see this movie. Don't let them in. And then in the movie, there's a whole thing about kids going to see... R-rated movies and having homeless people buy their tickets for right. it. Right. Yeah. It, it was um it was a good movie. I have no regrets. I love that movie. But I do feel like that was one where there was some anticipation. Do you have one that you want to talk about? Yes. But it's funny that you mentioned kids. I also have a story about that because my dad had to rent that for me because the store wouldn't rent it. And I think he watched it before I did. And kids came out even earlier than South Park. I want to say like... We were way 94, younger. 94, yeah. 95. My dad watched it and he was like, I don't think you should watch this movie. He was like real conflicted. I think he, in his mind, he was like, well, I want Patrick to not get AIDS. But at the same time, I don't know if this is appropriate for him to watch. But ultimately, he did let me watch it. And I like that movie too. But That one, I it was. I mean, it's great cinema, but... It's not one you go back and watch for, for no. feel-good times, no. Um, the other movie that I remember feeling anticipation for, there were a couple. And I think this is right around the same time. So, full disclosure to our listeners, I used to work at a movie theater once upon a time. Mm-hmm. We're one, disclosing a lot about you today. <laughs> one golden summer. <laughs> and so we would get all of the posters, get unlimited popcorn. Guys, if you get a chance, work at a movie theater. <laughs> you, we would get the cardboard cutouts for promotional purposes. And I saw this poster. Actually, I have two movies from working at this movie theater. I saw this poster and I said, oh my God, I cannot wait. This movie is for me. I can't wait to see this movie. It was called Ravenous. Okay. I don't know if I know it. Well, the premise is cannibalism. Oh, no wonder you were excited. Okay. I thought, here we go. I had watched a documentary about the Donner Party. I was all about... (laughs) Missing people in the 1800s, <laughs> resorting to cannibalism. thought this was going to be a great movie. I took the poster. I hung it up in my room. I waited. And then it came out and it was... Not great. Not great. Not great. Okay. What's two? Austin Powers 3. <laughs> okay. That one was huge at the time. Yeah. What's three? Gold member? Mm-hmm. I think and three is the second best. I would probably go one, three, two if I was ranking. Probably, it. yeah. But that was a big anticipatory movie. I I don't know. That's a good one. So so I have two also, and I think it'll be good because it'll lead me to my next point. One that I was anticipating real hard was Inglorious Bastards. All right. I yeah. love Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is probably the only director that I will always go see their movies opening weekend. And by Inglorious Bastards, like that tradition had built up for me. 
he had enough hits at that point that I was like, I love all his movies. I know other than Death Proof, which I was a little disappointed in. I was pretty sure like I was going to love this movie. Quentin Tarantino, World War II, I'm in. So I saw it opening night. I saw it with my friend Jay. I fucking loved it. I think I saw it again the next day. And uh, I, I know I saw it at least twice that opening weekend. So I had anticipated that one so much. And then I feel like that one delivered so hard. But I feel like that's kind of the exception. And I've done that now for every Quentin movie. And I've liked all of them pretty much. The other one that was big for me, Phantom Menace. Oh. Now and I waited like, you know, my entire childhood to see. You did? Of course. You knew Star it was movie? coming? Oh. What? Yeah. yeah. From a child? You were like eight years old and you're like, I can't wait till I'm 30 for the Phantom Menace to come out. First of all, I was like 18 <laughs> when it came out. But uh, no, not that exact movie, but the promise of more movies. Yeah, you always thought, oh, I hope someday they make another Star Wars movie. See, this is where I think this topic is so good because we talk about sequels. Do you hope that movies, that sequels get made? Is there anticipation for sequels like we have for Croods 2? I think sometimes, but that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about is that I think for the most part, the more anticipation you have for a movie the more disappointed you're going to be. <laughs> the longer, if you wait 20 years in between sequels, I think it's pretty rare that the sequel is going to deliver, especially something like Star Wars. Right. I get what you mean because in our last mini episode, we talked about Jurassic Park and how we got married to the score of Jurassic Park. And then I remember 20 years later, they're releasing Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> you would think I would have anticipation for one of the greatest movies of my childhood, but no, it wasn't there. I think Jurassic World came out just like a few years later. I think you just blocked it from your memory. There were a couple more before they rebooted it. There were? Yeah. Maybe there were. I think you blocked it out. I don't think it's deserving. There was I zero know. anticipation. There was zero buildup. So I do agree with you. Right, the more you wait, I mean, this is a little outside the realm of our show, but there's a video game that came out a couple months ago that video game people know about called Cyberpunk that people waited eight years for and were real disappointed when it came out. And you just, nothing's going to be as good. And if you're waiting for something for eight years and you think, all right, this is going to be the best movie or the best whatever of all time, right. too much expectation. It's not going to deliver. And I mean, this podcast is perfect proof because we've gone into movies with no or low expectations, and we've been pleasantly surprised. Right, and which, what I'm saying is I'm worried for you for Croods 2. I'm worried too for much anticipation for Croods 2 only because what could it possibly be? <laughs> you're, what could it possibly You're telling me Nicolas Cage is an animated voice actor cave person? He's a voice actor? Or, like, in, <laughs> like in the movie? Let's not do pre-predictions. Let's not say, wouldn't that be funny? If his name was like Grog and he was voice acting for movies. I don't know what it's going to be. Oh. So you mentioned sequels. There are a bunch of very highly anticipated sequels coming out in 2021. Right. It's a new year. What are people anticipating? And um, I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think people are going to be disappointed in all of them. Let's hear it. Like what? Wonder Woman just came out December 25th. I don't know if that counts, but okay. people were disappointed in that. I did not see it. I read the plot summary. Let's see what people are getting at. Here are some of the other ones. Top Gun, Maverick. No. No. It's 40 years later. 
Nobody wants this. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, I don't know if this is a sequel to the reboot Ghostbusters or if it's a like an unreboot. Are they going to make another one with male actors? It's... Is Dan Aykroyd in this? No, it sounds like all the actors are ghosts. <laughs> Oh, I guess I didn't think too much about the subtitle. Maybe it's a shift in perspective. Oh, that would now actually that be real, would be fun. That'd be real cool. Yeah, it does have all. The, it does have the original actors, but I don't know if they're like the focus. But Dan Aykroyd's in it. Bill Murray's in it. Uh, you know what? No desire to see it. No. The Ghostbusters time has come and gone. Yeah. Nobody needs a new Ghostbusters. Come up with something like when Ghostbusters first came out in the '80s when we were kids, and you were like, "Holy shit, these guys." like trap ghosts this is their job and they work in an old firehouse and they have uniforms yeah cool as hell come up with your own thing that people will go like whoa what an original great idea right james bond no time to die this is the one that got like postponed a million times because of covid all right oh it is no time to die (laughs) (laughs) fitting subtitle james bond though is one of those things that it's not disappointing you're never going to be disappointed it exists a little yeah, yeah outside of this I'm going to skip this one and come back to it. Okay, next one. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Meh. I don't hold the same love of the original Space Jam that some people do. So I, I might be pleasantly surprised by the new Space Jam. Here's the thing, though. Are the Looney Tunes still in it? Are they still uh, so, hip? I'm not, I'm not in. Right. I don't care about the Looney Tunes. Is R. Kelly going to be singing a song? <laughs> I don't think I feel like a lot of that's allowed. Things have fallen by the wayside over time. Right. I think that there's a lot of like movies where it sounds like a good idea. Like people have been talking about reboot Space Jam with LeBron James since he's been in the league. Nah. It has to be of the time. It has to be of the era. Right, the What's going on right now? Here's one that I'm excited for. Mission Impossible 7. Okay. That to me is akin to James Bond. James Bond. For sure. But listeners should know, when we did six and five, I was like, I'm immediately going back to watch the rest of them. And Ellie has not let me. So I still haven't seen Wait, any other Mission Impossible. has not let you. No. I'm just saying, I'm probably edging the Mission Impossibles because you're edging too hard. savor them. And <laughs> the I don't time know is where now. to start. I don't know where to start. I've I know, that's the, big, that's the big debate. But you don't remember anything six, about it. But I don't want to rewatch it. But you don't remember anything. I want to start with one, and Ellie wants to start with two, and we're at a standstill (laughs) that's lasted six months. Yeah, weigh in on this. And then when we watch it, do you want to skip five and six? I mean, no. I would watch them again because they're awesome. We should do this all in anticipation of seven. Next, Fast and Furious 10. Similar to Mission Impossible. Now you're getting into franchise territory, though. All right. Well, I didn't make this list. I'm just consulting a list that I found on the internet. Okay, here's the one I wanted to come back to. Avatar 2. Oh. Are you anticipating Avatar 2? No. I didn't anticipate Avatar 1. I really want to meet who's waiting for Avatar 2. And they're going to spend like $200 million on them. Who loves Avatar so much that they're like, I can't wait for a sequel. And hes I think they, he wants to do like 2 and 3. Like nobody wanted an Avatar franchise. Has the story of the Avatar been told? Yeah. And wasn't it told... In the first one? I uh, I don't know. I, I have no desire to see Avatar 2. No. I didn't really like Avatar 1. I saw it in 3D and it gave me a headache. No. Uh, here's one I would watch. A Quiet Place 2. I'm excited uh, for that. Oh, okay. I don't know if I needed a sequel, but... Right. 
Was it a quieter place? Like, where are they going? No, the place is still quiet. They're going to talk? I hope not, because the magic of the first one was that nobody talked. I don't know. They'll probably ruin it. Yeah, everybody's going to talk. Fantastic Beasts 3. (laughs) God, those were the worst. We don't need more of that. Those were the worst movies. All right, well, I guess, you know, 2021 is a wrap. There's no anticipation on my side. No. Are, are there any movies that are coming out that are not sequels? I feel like I listed like a hundred movies. Right, I'm more anticipating whatever Netflix is going to release as a movie as a, an Oscar contender. Yeah, or I don't know. I don't know. I would like to know what are the anticipated movies that are not sequels. But oh, you know. how can we forget sequel the movie? Is it coming out in 2021 already? It's not. But we got to build anticipation. We don't know when it's going to come out. Maybe. We haven't even written it yet, so get get the hype started now. Maybe 2022, because it's lots of twos in there. That would be perfect. All right, we better get to work. All right. All right, anything else you have to say about anticipation and movies? I cannot wait to watch our next movie for this podcast. I cannot wait to hear what listeners are anticipating. And, um, and tell us which Mission Impossible we should watch next. Right. As always, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ellie. We'll see you next time. Bye. Reverse sequels.